Hello, it's Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church here on June the 18th. Tomorrow's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. And to all of you who have a father that's still alive, you need to do something for him. If, you're, if you can't get uh, where he is, at least call him. Send him a card telling you. I think that's an important day. I really do. Mother's Day and Father's Day are important days. Genesis chapter 22, if you would. Genesis chapter 22. Title of today's sermon is a little long. Dad's it says, Dad's God will provide if you put him first. That's what I titled it. I didn't really know how to title this. About putting God first and what a dad should do. And God will provide if you put him first. That's the truth. Genesis 22 and verse 1, we're going to have a word of prayer. And it says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. Let's pray. Dear Father, just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. And I thank you for the honor and the privilege, Lord, of opening up your word and speaking to these fine people that are um, I know I might not see them in a lot of different countries, but um, thank you for them. And I pray that you will show us what you would have for us in your word today. It's not so much the speaker as it is your word, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will just show each of us what you have for us in it to help us in this spiritual journey you put us on this earth for, Lord. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Right here off the bat, this dad, Abraham, he has a son. He couldn't have it till he was old. He was old. His wife was old. They didn't think they could have children. And here God blesses them with one. You imagine that. And I know some people look at some of these, these things in the Bible and say, that's not a true story. That's just a story. No, it's truth. It's in the Bible. Here's a man that was 100 years old, you know, and he, 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 had, a, he had a child. And his wife was near his age and they had one child and it was promised to him that and that he would have uh, children through him and he loved him he loved him and what abraham here right off the bat it says when the lord talked to him he said to tempt him that means to test him okay that's what that means to test him and sometimes the lord does test us doesn't he what did Abraham say? Not not today, Lord. Not right now, Lord. I'm busy. I have work to do, Lord. No, he didn't. He said, what? Here I am. The first thing that a good dad does is he answers to the Lord. He, he is close enough like Abraham to talk to the Lord. And then he hears him. You know, the Lord might not speak audibly to us today, but he does through his word. And I believe in our hearts. And I believe the Lord can show each of us what he would have for us to do. I really do. And here he told Abraham that he wanted his attention. Abraham doesn't try to shirk anything. He left his, his home a long time before this. But people in the era of Chaldees that, that, that followed idols. Lord said, get out, get away from them. I got a land for you. 
And Abraham, through faith, left. He left. And through faith, understood that, that he was going to have a child one day. They tried to circumvent that one time, getting a getting a concubine situation going on. The Lord said, no, no, that's not my way. I'll provide that child. And he did in their old age. And here in the next verse, we're going to talk about that. Um, verse 2, and it says, and, it, and he said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac. What's it say? Whom thou, what? Lovest. And get thee to the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. He was actually asked to do the unthinkable. He was asked to do the unthinkable. To sacrifice. That doesn't sound like the Lord, does it? The Lord was testing him. The Lord God Almighty was, you know, our ways aren't his ways. He he needed to test Abraham, rather, for whatever reason. Keep your finger there, though. Now, I want you to see the faith of Abraham. You say, this is horrible. Well, hold on now, hold on. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. The, the chapter of faith. It's a little bit written, written about Abraham, but we're going to read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 through 19. Why would Abraham even do this? Why would he do this? Well, let's look. In Hebrews chapter 11, 17 through 19, it says, By faith, Abraham, when he uh, was tired, uh, or excuse me, let me reread that. I, I have some, I have so much writing in here. He wasn't tired, he, try, he was tried. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Better put my glasses a little straighter on my face, right? But let's reread that. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, there we go, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises of offering, excuse me, promises offering, offered up his only begotten son. I better get my reading glasses on straight here. Let me reread that whole verse. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that was, had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that Isaac shall thy seed, in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. He believed. He believed. What's what? What's another word for that? He had faith, right? Have faith is to believe God. He believed that since God had promised him that he was going to raise up seed, in other words, children, through Isaac, that he could and that he would raise him from the dead. Why? Because he knew that God had one trait he was sure of. God kept his promises. And then he went to do as God commanded. Can you imagine? It wasn't that he was blind faith, like blind faith people talk about. No. He knew, not just he thought he might, but because God had promised him 
that he was going to raise children up and have a nation rise up through his seed through Isaac, since he asked him to kill Isaac on the offering, that the only way that could happen if he killed his son was for God to raise him from the dead, and he knew that he would. That's how much faith Abraham had. Man, what a faith, what a faith he would have, wouldn't he? He wasn't a sadist. He wasn't somebody that would do this kind of thing. But he was the kind of man that followed the command of the creator of the universe. Is God going to ask you to do that? No. But what if he asks you to be a missionary? That's an extreme, huh? What if he asked you to be a preacher? What if he asked you, how let's let's bring it down a notch to witness to your neighbor? How about that? What if he asked you to get up this morning and pray before you could do anything else? What if he asks you to pick up that Bible every day? Guess what he does, doesn't he? And to pray every day and to serve him and to be a good dad in that their children, your children can see you follow the Lord. Well, here Abraham is. He, he's about to do something that we can't be really believe. We can't understand this. How in the world does this make a good dad? I know you said, Mike, that, uh, that God will provide if you put him first, you dads out there, and he will. But what is this? This is something as an extreme shows us what God will do. And God, now again, this is for a time. This is for Abraham. Now, I say on TV, don't do these, don't do what I'm showing you here, right? Those magicians would always say that, right? Don't do this at home. <laughs> I'm not telling you to go do this. And God's not telling you to go sacrifice your, now let's get that straight, okay? But on a practical level, honestly, people won't even go to church. They won't pick up their Bible. They won't pray at all during the day, during week to week. If they do go to church, you wouldn't know it in between. And God does ask those things. Are you faithful? Well, this is how faithful old Abraham was. Let's look at three and four. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Abraham puts feet immediately on the path that God had required of him. That's a dad that follows the Lord. He didn't just say, okay, Lord, I'll do that. You know, I've heard of people that, that God put something on their heart and they tell the Lord, I'll do that. Never get around to it. Old Abraham immediately puts feet on his, his prayer life. He puts feet on his faith and he runs and does exactly what God commands. He's running to the place to do something to a boy that he loves very much. He has no other, well, he has, you know, Ishmael, but 
as far as through Isaac, right? No children to inherit what he has to give. He has no children to to um, be the father of the seed of the Jews, right? Except for Isaac. And he's about to do something because he has the faith that God will remedy the situation if need be. Genesis 22.5 And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here, and with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. This is a picture. This is a snapshot of his faith. Because he said to his servants, we're going to go up there. You stay right here. We're going to go up that mountain and worship the Lord and sacrifice. And me and the boy are coming back. He believed that with all his heart. He was going to do what God said, but he believed. He believed. He had faith that God was going to bring his son back to life after the sacrifice and that both of them would come back down off that mountain. It says so in Hebrews and it's, it's reiterated right here in this verse. Verse 6, it says, And Abraham took the wood, the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. He had every intention of doing what God commanded. Every intention, indeed, of doing what God had commanded. Verse 7, And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, here am I. Now he said these same words to the Lord. Now Isaac says these words to his dad. He had a teacher of how to obey. And he said, well, Abraham says, here am I, my son. He's telling him the same words that he told the Lord. Here am I, even to his son. He's teaching him. And he said, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And here comes the lesson. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. This is also not only what God was going to do, but it was also a prophetic verse. And how? that God was going to provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Jesus Christ, he gave himself for us. God provided not just uh, something for Abraham, but he's provided himself for our offering, for our sins. We get into verse 9. And ten. And it says, And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now I want you to remember something. 
that Isaac was probably a teenager at this time. And Abraham was an old man. And he was about to do something that I'd be terrified of if I was Isaac. I believe Isaac could have stopped it right there and said, no, you're not doing that to me, Dad. I'm not going to let you. But he let him. Why? He had watched his dad all these years serve the Lord. And he understood one thing. Dad has a connection with God. And what dad says, I'm going to do. Even to the extreme. Now let's translate that into your life. Not in this fashion, but does your kids watch you? I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you they do. Now let's ask this question. Do you have faith in God? Do your kids see that? Because I tell you what, they're going to need a load of faith these days. They need to see their moms and dads uh, as an example for them to follow. I'm telling you they are. Are you showing your kids the faith that you have in God? Or are you doing the opposite? They're going to need a North Star. They're going to need something to look back on and say, what would dad do? What would dad do? And what are they going to, what's the answer they're going to come up with? Does it have anything to do with God in your life? Well, I hope so, my friend. If you're a Christian, I really do hope so. So, he allows his dad to tie him down. He's getting ready to strike down on his son. He has the knife. He's kind of come down with it to kill his son. Stretched forth his hand to slay his son. He is ready to put it through his heart. And the angel of the Lord called him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything to him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went, took the ram, and offered up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh. That means God will provide. And as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, and shall be seen. In the following verse, it talks about God's blessing. Verse uh well, let's start 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven a second time and said, Behold, my, by myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing will I bless thee and multiply. I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And it goes on. All those blessings will fall upon him. Stars of the heaven and, and, the, and, the, and the sands of the sea. Talking about not only Israel, but those that would get saved through the lineage. And the, the things that God would bless. You know, the, uh, Jesus coming through his lineage. The Bible being written by those and under his lineage. And those of us that are Gentiles also. 
in the church age. What a blessing he has been to the world because he put God first. He believed God would provide. And God does provide, doesn't he? Yes, he does. You know, I knew somebody one time that he really felt he was going to be a preacher. And his dad did everything he could to stop him. And you know, he did. And I just seen that man all those years. And, you know, it, it was never the same for him. It really wasn't. Instead of his dad saying, you know what, God bless you. What a thing to want to do. If the Lord put that on your heart, your heart rather, I'll help you, you know. We put God first. Raise those kids right. They're going to see an example. They're going to see a faith in your life that they can emulate and serve the Lord themselves and then teach their kids and then teach their kids. Are we a perfect? No. I wish I was and I'm not. I want to tell you something. We need to put God first in our life so that our children and our grandchildren can see it. We really do. Something to think about on Father's Day. Well, I hope you have a great Father's Day tomorrow. Please try to make it to church. That'd be a good way to put God first, right? And uh, I hope that you have a great week. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, just thank for the day you've given us. I pray, Lord, you help us this week to serve you, to put you first, and to be a great example to those around us. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I pray that you all have a great week. Please witness to some poor lost soul, would you? God bless you.